from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and this is the Fight for Wednesday night. But unlike every other time we do this show, where we talk about AEW versus NXT, tonight's episode is once again dedicated to the legendary Brody Lee, John Hubert. Thank you so much for your contributions to the wrestling industry. Tonight we've seen an amazing tribute show by AEW and... You know, bigger picture, forget the ratings, forget the rivalry, forget the AEW versus NXT concept. Everything doesn't matter when it comes down to a situation like this. The only thing that matters is the man himself, Brody Lee, the family he leaves behind, along with the legacy he leaves behind. The exalted one, rest in peace forever. You will be always remembered as one of the greatest big men in the business one of the best wrestlers in the world and an absolute amazing father and husband. Thank you for all your contributions. We definitely are never going to be the same without you, but we are going to be able to always have the memories of your work of art in the ring to always comfort us because you are by far one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen. Let's get into what was an amazing, amazing, amazing tribute show by AEW tonight. The last AEW Dynamite of 2020, a very, very tough year. We are going to talk about the tribute show that AEW put on for Brody Lee. Before we get into that, I want to thank all our subscribers, all our followers from all over the world. Thank you so much for all the support. This was our biggest month ever on this podcast, and without you guys, there is no us. So please continue supporting. Please continue to listen and download this podcast and follow on Instagram at WrestlingDeLoreanPod. Thank you so much for all the support, everyone. Once again, this was the biggest month we've had, and without you guys... This is, this is nothing. We, we can't do it without you guys. Before I get into the show, I also want to say that AEW did put out a memorial commemorative t-shirt 
for Brody Lee on shopaew.com. The proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of that shirt goes to the Huber family. And I think that that's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing for AEW to do. So what I'm doing is anybody who buys that shirt, show me proof on Instagram. And I will give you a shout out on this podcast. Along with, I will match any contributions that anybody makes to the Huber family. Thank you for all the support. Please go support that wonderful cause and please go help that family. It is a time of need and I think that we all need to band together and help this family and the beautiful wife and kids that he leaves behind. Thank you very much. Once again, you will be shouted out on this podcast and your contributions will be matched by me. So... The last AEW Dynamite of 2020. No one would have ever expected this to be the show that we've got. If you told me a couple months ago that this was even, like... It's so shocking. Like, it is still so shocking, heartbreaking. It doesn't feel real. To not have Brody Lee here anymore, it is just... A huge, huge blow to the industry. A huge blow to the community of wrestling fans and wrestlers. And anybody who's known this guy, they all say the same thing. That the guy is by far one of the greatest people that they ever came across. He made everybody smile. He always lit up the room. And he was an amazing, amazing, dedicated father and family man. So... This is just a very, very tragic way to end the year, and it's just, it's just so hard. I, I am at a loss of words. It's, it's hard to even put together my thoughts on this whole situation because I've been a fan of Brody Lee before the whole Wyatt family before Luke Harper, before the Exalted One. I remember Brody Lee. The first time I seen Brody Lee was when he came to Ring of Honor and was a part of the Age of the Fall in, uh, I want to say, 2008. I remember seeing some of his uh, matches because after I seen him and I was uh, enamored and impressed by him, I sought out some of his matches I've seen matches with him versus John Moxley in CZW. I've seen him in Chikara. I've seen an amazing, amazing matchup he had with Sammy Callahan in Evolve. This was, I think, around like 2000, I want to say, 9-ish. It's this... Brody Lee was a breath of fresh air in a time period where it seemed like that old school style was becoming less and less prevalent. Brody Lee was a great hybrid as he was a big guy who could fly around like a cruiserweight, but still wrestled enough like a big guy to be a dominant threat to anybody he's in the ring with. When Brody Lee was... When he was signed by the WWE, 
I knew there was big things to come for him. The whole run, the original run with the Wyatt family was so awesome. I remember the Wyatt family just being so different and just, you know, it, it was just so unique for that time in WWE around like that 2012 era. The whole gimmick of the Wyatt family, backwoods, cult. It was really cool to see. But the reason why I gave the Wyatt family a chance was because I feel Brody Lee already built up that rapport with me as I knew this guy was legit. I I knew Bray Wyatt was a great promo guy, but I I'd never seen him in the ring. To be honest, never heard of Eric Rowan at the time. So I was just going off of Brody Lee's past work and that's why I gave the Wyatt family a chance. And thank God that I did because the Wyatt family happened to become one of my favorite factions of all time. And the sky was the limit for this guy. He was the glue that held it together. He brought that legitimacy to Wyatt family matches. During a time where Bray was still coming into his own and Eric Rowan was still very green... You got quality, quality work out of Brody Lee, Luke Harper. You know, when the Wyatt family seemed to have that breakup early on and Brody Lee went on to win the Intercontinental Champion, I thought that was going to be the start of his push to the top because I thought that you could put that man with anybody and Brody Lee was going to become... A, a huge star. I, I've seen matches where Brody Lee is just outclassing his opponents. He had amazing, amazing matches with Dolph Ziggler. I still remember their TLC match where it was one of their one of WWE's best ladder matches I've ever seen. And that says a whole lot because this is a company that really made the ladder match famous. We're talking about Sean and Razor. We're talking about Jericho and Sean. We're talking about TLC, the Hardys, Edge, Christian, the Dudley Boys. But if you watch Brody Lee or Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler in that TLC match, I believe it was TLC, I want to say 2014, that right there was one hell of a ladder match. And if you're making a list of top ladder matches, that's got to be... In the top three in my opinion. His career in WWE didn't go according to plan. He was constantly start, stop, pushed with the Wyatt family. Constantly made to look like he was about to break out. But then it was, a, like I said, a start, stop. I remember when he was feuding with Bray Wyatt. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being 
I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And Bray Wyatt was the champion. And it looked like we may be getting either a three-way or Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt in the main event of WrestleMania for the WWE title. And he had that number one contendership match with AJ Styles. He beat AJ Styles in the... in Well, he won a whole battle royal. Him and AJ Styles had an amazing matchup. I thought that it was going to be... Brody Lee's time to shine. Once again, it was another start-stop push for him. Reforming a tag team with Eric Rowan, the Bludgeon Brothers. I know a lot of people wasn't so keen on the gimmick, but you knew no matter what gimmick you give this guy, it doesn't matter. He was going to bring a great, great quality to the ring, no matter what, how you dressed him up, what you call him. It doesn't matter. His ring quality never changed. He was always consistent with being one of the best on that roster. I'm not going to take this time to shit on WWE because this is not what this is about. This is to talk about the career of Brody Lee. Having him sit at home, though, while he was in the prime of his career, it just... It was hurt. It hurt me. I I could only imagine what it did to his family, what it did to him psychologically. But having him sit at home during the prime of his career because they had nothing for him. How do you not have something for someone the size and caliber of Luke Harper? So I was counting down the days along with him to his WWE release. Fast forward, the very first AEW Dynamite of the pandemic era, where they're in Jacksonville at the Daily's Place Amphitheater, no crowd. The very first episode, he is the, he is, he debuts as the Exalted One, and this was just a huge deal for me. I still think that that AEW Dynamite, the first one of the pandemic era, may be one of the best AEW Dynamites of all time. And his debut of the Exalted One and joining the Dark Order and being the leader of the Dark Order brought so much legitimacy to that group. It was a floundering group that was still trying to make a mark, but was getting like frowned upon and... Let's just like call a spade a spade. Before Brody came and took over that group, the Dark Order 
was not really liked by the AEW crowd. They there was no direction. It did not seem must see. But the moment Brody Lee became the leader of that group, that group was a must see group. And it also marked the first time that Brody Lee was now the it well in the forefront, in the limelight. It always seemed like he was someone's muscle in WWE. He was always the backup guy. He was always the heater. Well, here he was the leader. He wasn't the heater. He was the leader. And his run in AEW, I am so glad he got to have that run before he passed away. Instantly in main event matches and pay-per-views and living up to that spot. His match with Jon Moxley at Double or Nothing was by far one of the best AEW title matches to date. Him and Jon Moxley, two rivals of the past. And I remember at that time, I was saying, no one's going to bring out a better match out of Jon Moxley than Brody Lee because of their chemistry. I look at that match as one of the best title matches in AEW history, and it definitely was something that I remember as one of the key highlights to this year. Then on top of that, his TNT title win when he defeated Cody, what a shocking victory that was. Him absolutely demolishing Cody. It was a basically it was basically a squash match. He demolished Cody Rhodes and that was such a shock. Him beating Cody for that TNT title was one of those moments that was definitely I think one of the moments of the year from AEW. Amazing. Had a great, great TNT title reign. And then his last ever matchup, the dog collar matchup against Cody Rhodes on AEW Dynamite with none other than the guy who made the dog collar match famous, Greg the Hammer Valentine, in the crowd. The promos that led up to that match, Brody's old school promo I remember saying that when he cut that promo to announce that dog collar match, it was one of the best promos I've seen in a long time. A real old school style promo. Having that promo and then that amazing matchup, I I thought that the next the next logical step for Brody Lee was to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Anybody who sees this guy and sees the caliber of athlete that he is, they would think that this guy is just destined to be the world heavyweight champion. That matchup was by far one of my favorite matchups in AEW history. Now, mind you, the guy debuted in March. And it is December and he's no longer here. But he has one of the best moments in AEW history by squashing Cody and becoming the TNT champion. He has one of the best main event matches for a pay-per-view by taking John Moxley to the absolute limits at Double or Nothing 2020 for the AEW champion. And he has probably one of the best matches in wrestling for 2020 while in this pandemic era you See, matches, I I know I'm all over the place right now because like my brain is just so scattered. I think that matches that are great transcends the 
whole no crowd element. You lose the fact that there's not a crowd there because of how great the action is in the ring. And I think that when it comes to matches in 2020, there was very little matches that actually did that. I think the one that did that the most was Dog Collar Match, TNT title, Cody Rhodes versus Brody Lee, which unfortunately was his last match. Brody Lee then, I thought, was just taken off TV. Many people didn't know why he wasn't on TV. But it turns out that we now know that he had a pre-consisting lung issue that eventually led to his untimely death. And to go out on top is an understatement. Here's a guy that was truly in the prime of his career and had an amazing, amazing upside and really lived up to the hype in AEW because he took what everyone knew he was and showed why he should have been put in this spot a long time ago because he was hitting it out of the park every single time. He was in the ring, on the mic, doing comedy skits with uh, being the elite the guy could do it all. He was the overall complete athlete, complete performer. Brody Lee was a five-tool player. So him going out on top, it's just so apropos to have his best year in wrestling, his best matches, his best work be his final year. That just makes it even sadder to me because the sky was still the limit for this man. He was not even near done. So all I can say from there is rest in peace, Brody Lee. Forever the exalted one. Thank you so much for all your work. You always had a fan in me. And I honestly, I honestly don't know how wrestling as a whole could survive a loss this big but we all know it will we all know time heals all but one thing that is forever is the loss of an amazing amazing athlete in person but let's get into AEW Dynamite tonight they start out the show with a 10 bell salute the whole roster's on the ramp this was very very emotional everyone is crying can't blame them. I was crying while watching this. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Then we get John Moxley talking about Brody Lee. They had, throughout the night, they had sit-downs with some of the athletes of AEW and they discussed what Brody Lee meant to them and the legacy that he he leaves behind. John Moxley, who I mentioned before, had such, such a great chemistry with Brody Lee. These two had wars in every promotion that they've been in. In CZW, the Shield versus the Wyatts in WWE, even just Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper standalone matches were just always knocking it out of the park. And then, like I said a couple minutes ago, their main event match at Double or Nothing. It's just when you think when I think of Brody Lee, I think of when I think of his greatest rivalries, I think of John Moxley. So it was really cool to see John Moxley on the show. The opening matchup of the night was the Young Bucks and Cole Cabana versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Cole Cabana, this was a star. I'm not saying that he hasn't been a star. Cole Cabana is a true veteran of this business, but this was a star, 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 star making performance for him in AEW. This was an amazing, amazing matchup. Having him really show what he is all about, what he could do, very emotional I really thoroughly enjoyed this matchup. 3.5 out of 5 stars, but the star ratings don't even matter today. You know what? Fuck the star ratings. This is all about the emotion of the night. This was a great matchup. The Young Bucks and Cole Cabana pick up the victory. Afterwards, the Acclaim come out. They look like they're about to trash the Dark Order, but SCU comes out behind them. They attack the Acclaim. Then the Young Bucks hit this double super kick, and then Cole Cabana hits a double clothesline. Really cool opening what oh ah, really cool opening matchup and a really cool way to start off this show. The next wrestler to sit down and talk about what Brody Lee meant to them was Darby Allen. And Darby Allen talked about how he really looked up to Brody and couldn't wait to face him in the ring and never got that opportunity. Which is a shame because I know a match between Darby Allen and Brody Lee would have been something that is probably going to be talked about for a long time, but never got that opportunity, which is very, very, very upsetting. We get another amazing matchup here. We get the Dark Order's Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. They team up with Lance Archer, who is dressed up like Luke Harper, which really brought a tear to my eye. Versus Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. Eddie Kingston comes out, he grabs a mic, Gives a salute to Brody Lee, another guy who Brody been up and down the roads with, lived with at one point, best friends with. Eddie Kingston, well, after this, the match starts. Archer, Uno, and Grayson, they win an amazing matchup. This was just action, action, action. Really showing what all these guys could do. Honestly, tonight was just great action. Everybody wants to go out there and tear it up. For Brody. And they did that. Everybody showed out tonight. After the matchup. 
Lance Archer, well, after Archer, Uno, and Grayson win, they win. They throw Eddie Kingston back in the ring. They all hit a move on Eddie Kingston, and then Jake the Snake Roberts hits the short arm clothesline and on Eddie Kingston, which was a great moment to see Jake the Snake mix it up there. We get more sit-downs with wrestlers. Dax from FTR, Arn Anderson, Colt Cabana. But Bryce Remsburg really had the most emotional thing said here. He said that if there was a Mount Rushmore for wrestling dads, Brody Lee would be on that because he loved his kids more than anything, more than all the limelight, more than wrestling itself. The one thing that mattered most to him was his kids. We got another six-man tag match. Hangman Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. They go against MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. MJF really playing the heel here. Goes to Brody's least son, Negative One, Brody Jr. He is calling him a little brat, says no one cares about him. Really being a real asshole. During the matchup, which, by the way, was another phenomenal match. Wardlow gets involved, and then shockingly, and I love this moment, out comes Eric Rowan, the former Wyatt family member along with Luke Harper, former tag team champion with Luke Harper in the Bludgeon Brothers. His brother, Eric Rowan, comes out, makes the save, hits the chokeslam on Wardlow. MJF goes outside. He rips off the Dark Order mask off of Brody Jr., spits on it, Brody Jr. hits MJF with a kendo stick. Then after this, you had the Dark Order and Hangman Page pick up the victory. Really, really amazing moment involving Brody Jr. getting his comeuppance on MJF. Also having Eric Rowan show up was just a really nice touch. This was very emotional. They bring in... They... Bring Eric Rowan back out afterwards. John Silver is just breaking down. Eric Rowan's breaking down. He has a sign that says, We will meet again, my brother. This was just so emotional and absolutely an amazing, amazing moment. Eddie Kingston has a sit-down talking about Brody, and he has such a heartfelt message for Brody's family. Says that they will always have their back. Says that his father loved him more than anything in this world. We got a tag match between Ty Conti and Anna Jay of the Dark Order versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. Jay and Conti pick up the victory. This was a very good tag team matchup. Britt Baker has a promo afterwards. She says that AEW's been rigged. This has been a big rig, which is another shout out to Brody Lee. She looks up. Thunder Rosa comes out. She attacks Britt Baker. They are continuing that feud. Chris Jericho has a sit-down talking about Brody. He says that AEW and he will always have Brody Lee's family's back and he will always support them and take care of them. So Brody, have no fear. Your family will be well-supported and loved. Main event of the night, we get Team Taz, Will Hobbs, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks versus Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10 of the Dark Order, Preston Vance. This was a star-making moment for Preston Vance. He is in this matchup along with talents that been in the main event for a long time. He really looked like a real star here. Really living up to the moment. Really good matchup. Another phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. 
Team Taz loses. Cody picks up the... Well, Ten actually picks up the big win. He gets the victory. They celebrate in the ring. Team Taz makes the attack afterwards. Out comes Darby Allen. And then when Darby's coming through the crowd, Sting comes out. Darby and Sting make their way to the ring as a team. And they run off Team Taz. And in the ring, we had Ten, Cody, Sting, Darby, and Orange Cassidy. This was a phenomenal moment. Great to see Sting on the show. Great to see Sting on this tribute show. Great to see him with Darby Allen officially showing that Darby is his protege and Sting is taking him under his wing. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff here. But the real story is how this show ended. Cody Rhodes cuts an amazing emotional promo talking about how great of a guy, how amazing of a guy Brody Lee was. Then Brody Lee's family comes out with Tony Khan. Brody's son, Negative One, Brody Jr., has Brody Lee's boots. He places it in the ring. He puts his purple bandana in the ring. Cody hugs him. Tony Khan comes out. He has the TNT title. He says that Brody Lee was the greatest TNT champion. Side note, I definitely agree. And then he thanks everybody for being there. He gives Brody Jr. the TNT title and tells him that he is forever the TNT champion. And I think that they are officially retiring that title. And Brody Lee Jr. will forever have that TNT title. Another side note. Brody Lee Jr. has been signed to AEW, which is phenomenal. And when he is old enough, they will have him on the show as a wrestler. Because the kid wants to grow up to be a wrestler. They will train him. They'll take care of him. He will be a wrestler. That is an awesome, awesome thing. Then we have a very emotional tribute show to close out the show. Showing pictures and highlights of him in AEW, in CZW, in every promotion he's been in. In WWE as the Wyatt family, we have pictures shown with Bray Wyatt, with Roman Reigns, with Sheamus, with Big E Langston. Did I just call him Big E Langston? I don't know what year I'm living in. With Big E from the New Day, with AEW, his work on Being the Elite, which was just comedy gold every time he was on Being the Elite. This was very emotional. Definitely made me tear up. If you hear my voice, it's still choking up just thinking about this I've just been crying all night so yeah this was an amazing amazing show 5 out of 5 10 out of 10 100 out of 100 this tribute show was absolutely amazing and it couldn't have been better for someone who truly deserves it Brody Lee once again thank you so much for everybody who's listening please 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 I encourage Everybody to go on shopaew.com and buy that Brody Lee t-shirt. All the proceeds go to the Huber family. Once again, prove that you purchased it. Send me a screenshot. Send me something on DM on the Wrestling DeLorean pod on Instagram. And I will not only shout you out on Instagram, I'll shout you out on the podcast, but I will also match your contributions. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a very happy new year. 2021 has to be better than how horrible 2020 has been. Hopefully it's only up from here. Everybody, we survived what was the worst year in world history. So, stay strong. Love you guys. Take care.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 